Welcome to Arts Palette Spotlights, a podcast that shines a light on those working on stage and backstage in the performing arts industry. Arts Palette is a community of artists that all share a passion for teaching students from around the world. We have made it incredibly simple to take weekly virtual classes from real Broadway artists and other industry professionals in the midst of their careers. Our artists share the lessons they've learned along the way. Signing up for class is super simple. Just go to www.artspalette.com. That's P-A-L-L-E-T to sign up for a class today. You can use the promo code NEWGROOVE and take your first class for only $8. Here's my conversation with Lily Froelich. She is a buoyant superstar from Texas, currently serving as a dance captain and swing in the Hamilton Phillip Tour. She teaches contemporary musical theater jazz for Arts Palette, and she has since the very, very beginning. She has been with us through thick and thin and trial and error, and she teaches an amazing, inclusive, inviting class on Thursdays from 5 to 6, 15 p.m. Um, and she's Eastern doing a Hamilton. Oh, sorry, say that again. Eastern Standard Time, yes. And she's doing a Hamilton workshop, um, which we'll get to a little bit later. Can you start by telling us what your preferred pronouns are, where you're based right now, um, where you grew up, and then finally where we would have seen you last perform? Mm, okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers. I am from, I say Fort Worth, Texas, but I'm from Weatherford, Texas. <clears throat> if anyone Weatherford. has heard of Mary Martin. She was a Broadway store. She is the only other, no, not only, but she is our pride and joy of Weatherford, Texas. And I, I am the only other person that does like musical theater from my tiny town. So yes, so that's where you I'm have, from. Like, statues there. She has statues there. Um, <laughs> I don't. One day, <laughs> I don't have a statue, but I, did win the Mary Martin like achievement award or something. Wow, and there's an there's award named after Mary. Yes, there's an incredible statue that I got, a trophy made of a high heel with like feathers coming off of it that I got. Do you still have it? My mom has it and there's a photo. We could show people. <laughs> I love it. Okay, where are, you based, where are you based now? I am. I am now based in New York City. I have a, a home there. Um, and I have been traveling a little bit. Like I've been to Texas. I was in Texas for a lot of this pandemic and I'm in Denver currently, but just for a couple of weeks. But yes, I am based in New York City. And you would have last seen me in the Philip, the Hamilton Philip tour. So the national tour of Hamilton, where I am a swing and one of the dance captains. Sweet. I know there's a lot of people that would love to know more about that, including myself, I, even though I know you quite well. I'm actually excited to dive into some of these questions because as I sit here, it's like to really go back to someone's childhood, which is where I'd like to go next, is something that you feel like you kind of know, but you don't actually get to hear someone talk at length about everything. So mm -hmm. without further ado, um, did you grow up? We just 
what get a pipe and just like put my feet up and let's talk about my life okay go on <laughs> please please light the light the fire and uh grab your tea or your whiskey and sit down yeah um okay. tell us about your life um cheers yeah, um, cheers. i'm drinking earl gray tea so did you grow up doing theater or taking dance lessons or did one come before the other tell us about that yes 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 my mother was a dancer my mother was like a she did jazz and tap but mainly ballroom dancing so when i was very little um she started teaching me how to tap dance on the kitchen floor uh which is really sweet so it's interesting because she told she tells me that like I, she tried swimming. I remember vividly like trying swimming lessons and I hate, I would just cry, you know, trying, I don't remember what else, but trying other things. Soccer, oh my God, terrible, no sport, anything here. But then she put me in dance and it was just like, I was like begging for more, you know? How old were you? So she put me in, I was three when she started teaching me how to dance but I think probably four when I was enrolled in the dancing classes oh, so you tried all of that stuff like before well I guess it's like during it was like during the same time I think I was probably I had started dancing and I and and she was also like in the summer putting me in swimming and I was like eh, oh gymnastics didn't do well there either um <laughs> not a tumbling yeah, track here what'd you say i said no tumbling track here between the both of us no that's a hard no yeah do you tumble hell no i no, can do a cartwheel yes i can do a right-sided cartwheel okay no that's left it. no left okay um, what was so your favorite go oh, ahead sorry go ahead well i did my first it kind of coincided with musical theater and theater because what then after i started dance my mom put me in like tiny big theater classes which I also really liked. I remember my first line I ever had on stage in some child play. My line, I was a queen. I was a chunky little queen. <laughs> and I had a sash coming out. And I said, this is a predicament. And uh, that's all I remember. I remember because I, I had to like learn what the word predicament meant. You should get a yeah. tattoo of that somewhere. <laughs> this is a predicament. <laughs> yeah. But I, my first kind of dance musical extravaganza was this... Debbie Allen came, she's from Texas and she came here to put on, she wrote a children's book called The Pedo Story. She came here, not here, but she came to Texas to um, put on this danceicle of Pepito's story. And she had auditions, I was six. Keep in mind, I, like I said, was chunky and I had my parents and I had been to the Bahamas where I in the nineties had come back with 84 no. long beaded braids in my head blonde white girl with with just beaded braids and yeah i auditioned and i got the role of the red ladybug wow yeah. that is so that, i mean that's insane i feel like debbie allen has touched so many people's lives and i had no idea that, that was your story yeah i've got a she's really Part of the reason I am who I am, not just from that, but I, she continued to come to Texas and she started what was called the Debbie Allen Dance Intensive every summer, which I did every summer until I was like a teenager. And then she opened her Debbie Allen Dance Academy in LA and I got a couple scholarships to go there for their intensive. And then she wanted me to move there when I was like 14 to go there year round, but I said no. 
because I wanted to do more musical theater and I thought and I just wasn't ready to like I was 14 I was like moved to LA by myself stay in like a dorm room no thanks yeah. even though you did something sort of yeah I, I went to boarding school but um it's not for everyone and I to this day don't recommend that to everyone it's yeah. a big sacrifice so yes but you you ended up just fine and we're both in the same track the same position today so there's many different yeah. ways to to get to where you want to be so yeah. then fast forward you went to school um mm -hmm. and how did you kind of come to that conclusion to to go to school to study what did you study where did you study um it felt I think it comes with a great deal with privilege like I really never questioned if whether or not I was going to go to school mm -hmm. it feels like looking back like that is such a privileged position to have like no and then I'll go to college and then you know right. blah 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 but I knew I wanted to study musical theater I did the whole kind of what every you know 17 18 year old in high like senior in high school does where I applied to like 14 schools I auditioned I went to some of the schools I went to in person to audition for and some I went to I auditioned for at the Chicago Unified so you know you can audition mm -hmm. for tons of schools in one place and I you know I got into some and a lot of them I didn't get into um I remember so I ended up going to Otterbein University in Westerville Ohio for musical theater um which ended up being one of the best things of my whole life like I loved my time there it's very small um it, it it's small but mighty I like to say I I you know I think when you're young and you don't get into like a Michigan or a you know CCM or whatever Juilliard you then you're like well maybe I'm not good enough you know maybe I shouldn't that's not true <laughs> that's definitely not true and I feel like I had you know I had eight kids in my class three girls five boys like that's a lot of specialized attention that's a lot of focused attention yeah. and we were all so different so it we um, had a lot of opportunity for growth in that way. And I just had the best time. I remember like uh, during the summers in college, I would work at the Muni in St. Louis. That's how I got my equity card. And I remember being like at a Jimmy John's with some people, <laughs> some fellow performers, like some castmates. And my friend and I, Cameron and I, who went to Otterbein, we were next to each other. And then like there were some CCM Michigan blah blah kids around. And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to be done with school. Oh, you know, Ugh. but we all hate school, right? School sucks. And Cameron and I literally looked at each other and we were like, we love school. We never <laughs> want to leave school, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I feel very, uh, very glad that I made that choice, but it wasn't easy because I felt like a failure in some way. Mm -hmm. I ended up going there because of scholarships. So I wouldn't, you know, be in shot tons of debt um but yeah it was happened to be the best choice of my life because it was a choice it was a specific choice yeah That's, i love everything that you just shared and i feel like recently i found myself actually in, in the elevator at open jar with someone being like oh like where did you go to school and not out of any pretension at all but that person turned to me and said oh i didn't go to school um but they're, they were on Broadway this past season. So sometimes we, we catch ourselves in this, like that there's only one way to go about it. And then even if you choose college, there are so many different paths to go once you, you've chosen where you want to go. And yes. 
then it's about what you do with the program because sometimes being exposed and in New York City with a bunch of pressure like can burn you out before you even get off the ground and programs like I, I mean I can't speak to programs that I don't know but I would assume that like being somewhere small like Ohio and being able to live a little bit more of the university experience it's kind of like what's the rush because now like your life it's busy it's stressful maybe not in the same ways during a pandemic but um right right like i always say i got to marinate like i was a nice little chicken you know i was a good chicken a good bird but i definitely got to get some good marinating in there before we had to we had to cook i feel like that's such a a texas (laughs) marinate gotta marinate the steak expression yeah yeah but you're yeah you're very right and it is about what you make of it no matter what choice you make if you're someone who doesn't want to go to school that's awesome because guess what you're not gonna have shit tons of debt and you can then focus your energy taking classes at steps bdc voice lessons la 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 boom cool or i had a lot of friends who like i said were like oh school sucks and i'm like well what are you are you you know you're here bitching about this teacher this teacher this teacher maybe part, part of that is true, but are you practicing enough? Are you going to the practice rooms and are you working on your voice? Are you choreographing on the side? Like, what are you doing? Right. And I really, I do, I know that I made the most of my school opportunity. I know yeah. that I did. That's mm-hmm. what you make of it. And also then you get out into the world and people have problems with all of your choices, no matter what. And then people find value in the choices that you've made. And what I mean by that is I remember auditioning and it's like, you're too young, you're too old, you're too this, like, oh, Juilliard, you, like, oh, Juilliard, that's amazing. Like, right. everyone has an opinion. So there's like, it's not to yes. prove, it's more just to reflect back and think like, oh, it, it could have happened many different ways. And I think everyone finds their own path. So yes. our sage advice. <laughs> All you can do is do you. Yes. Um, you. So what, Let's fast forward a little Mm -hmm. more and say, what was your kind of moment of breaking into your first, so you mentioned the Muni, which is an awesome opportunity that many people use during the summer to get their equity card um, and get experience. But so tell me about your, (laughs) your break into the industry, as people say, your break. My big break. Your big break. Okay. Here we go. Are y'all ready for this? This is my it's my story. So at Otterbine, we they have this cool thing where every senior does internship program. We have an internship program. So we do typically interns internships with casting offices in New York or LA. And my senior year rolled around and I I just knew I was like, I think I can figure this whole auditioning thing out. I don't want to be pretentious, but I think I can just like go in there and figure it out. Um, not to say that choosing that path as an intern isn't awesome because it's freaking awesome. But I was like, I want to be a choreographer someday and I have no idea how to go about that. So let me reach out to some people I've worked with to see if they have any choreographer friends that I could just work for. I was like, create my own internship. So I had worked with this director at the Muni that I really admired and respected. And I reached out to him and I said, you know, oh, wait, rewind. I made a list, okay? I made a list of dream choreographers to work with and a list of like doable choreographers. So like dream choreographers, you know, it was like Twyla Tharp, 
you know, like Susan Stroman and Andy Blankenbuehler, truly. And so then I reached out to this director, like I was talking about, and I said, hey, I, you know, I told him about the internship. And I said, do you know anyone I could work with? And he goes, well, I'm sitting next to Andy Blankenbuehler right now. And he has never had an intern, but he, he'd love to have one. And I, when I tell you that I screamed, I screamed, I fucking, what? It's like I affirmed that shit. I wrote it down and I made it happen. Oh, and I had written, I had written next to my dream choreographers. I had like put a circle around it, like a little like voice bubble on the side. And I wrote ha 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 next to it. And then I got it. Like I got it. Because the <clears throat> Andy was choreographing Annie on Broadway at the time, the revival. And Mark, the director I had worked with was the resident director of Annie. And I didn't even know that because also sometimes I'm a little bit Un, I'm like uninformed, ill-informed, however confident. So sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening in the industry. You know, like I didn't know that, I don't think I knew Annie was coming back. Like sometimes I just don't know all that's happening, but I ignorantly reached out to someone and sometimes ignorance is bliss because I might've been nervous if I had known that, you know? But what it boils down to is we're all just freaking human beings and it never hurts to ask a question. This is the story that embodies that for everyone to hear. It never hurts to ask. If I had been like, well, he's a, he's a director or he's a Broadway director and like, I'm just an intern or I'm just a student. If I had let that get in my way, I literally wouldn't be where I am today. I just reached out because I was like, hey, you're fucking cool. I had a great time with you. Do you know anyone? He was like, yep, Andy Blankenbuehler, done. So. I was Andy Blankenbuehler's intern when I was in college. And that's how it started. Truly, I've only worked for him. Uh, uh, I was his intern, so it, it was like, get him coffee. I had some like Devil Wears Prada moments, not that he is at all Meryl Streep, but it just with the like coffee up to my nipples and to, you know, from my nipples to my chin and like a stool in one hand, like bumping into people, people being like, hey, Excuse what, me. bitch? <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm like from Texas, I'm like, um you know getting his like kind of like what was cool is he used to he doesn't anymore but he had a studio space that he rented out for pre-pro and stuff and he was often he would go run errands or he wouldn't be there but I had a key and I would like have to mop kind of the Marley and I would get to play my music and like sing or whatever and dance it was so crazy it was so crazy a 21 year old I turned 22 I know I know, but he then letted me, letted me, he then started letting me dance. Like he was like, you can dance in the back. Like you can, for this pre-pro stuff. And I was, I didn't even know who I was dancing with. But it was like Cindy Salgado and it was, you know, it was just all these beautiful people that I was in a room with and I was like, mm -mm -mm. you know, Steph Clemens. And now they're all my friends, <laughs> but yeah. And then he, so basically, then uh, I auditioned wow. for Joseph, an amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, his, this, a tour that he directed and choreographed. And I got in, I was in the ensemble. And then Cats and then Hamilton. That is insane. I didn't quite realize all mm -hmm. those details. I mean, it points out so many things like, number one, what you said, your sage advice about not being afraid to ask questions and, and just 
put it out there in the universe. Um, I kind of think I, I relate to that myself of putting out what I wanted to accomplish in my life. And there's kind of a moment where you, you either can be afraid of it or just try. And it's, it's really challenging sometimes to cross over that threshold. But yes, if you do, you never know what the opportunity is. And obviously you couldn't be your age today mopping floors. You hope that you're doing that for someone like Andy that sees the work and actually pulls you forward. Um, But now you're literally a a dance captain and a swing for the Hamilton Phillip tour. And you're, you're a woman, you have your life, you just celebrated your birthday, you have 30th birth. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool to go from mopping the floors and just finding the joy of listening to your own music. Yeah, like taking all those steps. I love that. One time, can I say something? Yeah, One time I was mopping the floors. I remember this and singing like, whoa, 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 probably giving a little bouncy poo. Hmm. And there was a knock on his door. And I went, <laughs> I went, I was like, it was from a movie, truly. I was like, ah, 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 ah. open the door. <laughs> And it was Len Manuel Miranda, and this was before Hamilton. Okay, mm. but I knew, I knew, because I loved In the Heights so much. And I went, <gasps> and he's like, "Hey, is Andy here?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> he was like, "Well, I, I don't remember if he asked my name or anything. I might have been like, I'm Lily. I'm his new intern or something.' You know." He was like, "Okay, cool, Lily. Can you just tell him that Len stopped by?" And I was like. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. <laughs> and he's like, cool, bye. And I was like, and still, like, he's basically, he's my boss. One of, you know, the really far away boss that yeah. he doesn't remember that, but I will never forget that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. Also, those moments are unavoidable when you're just shocked by someone's celebrity. But also, yes. when you're talking about Andy, it's kind of like, ultimately, they're just looking for people that, I think personally that are human and are not like it's one thing to have a complete shock and like fan moment like that yeah but it sounds like in this relationship with I mean I know Lin-Manuel is like far kind of far away in your orbit but like someone like Andy you you know well you know the ins and outs and it's kind of like I never realized as when I was younger that ultimately it would be about being able to be a human with these people because you're spending so much time and it's, it's yeah. kind of like can you just be easy to get along with yeah it's really yeah really- being talented is is good uh, but i know for a fact i wouldn't be where i am if he didn't enjoy spending time with me right you know he wants people in the room that he likes being around mm-hmm. and they a lot of most choreographers do right so Talent gets you only so far. And being a good person, because I remember him telling me when I got my first gig, Joseph, I'm like I said, thank you. I emailed him or something. He was like, it makes me so happy to, you know, help to give this job to someone so, you know, such a good person. I remember him saying something like that to me. And I was like, it matters, you know, there are divas and divas can prevail. Uh, but they, their time expires. People get sick of them. And right. you know what people don't get sick of? Kindness and like being a human. So Yeah. I mean, I, we obviously, I think that's, that's part of the reason why we're friends. We share that, that idea and sentiment. It's, yes. it's so much, 
harder, I think, to be someone that creates friction in a cast and an environment. And it just is better to, to be kind always. Because if you're kind, especially as two people that have dance captain, it's like, it's so much easier to communicate with people than if you're yes. just sparring with people constantly. Oh my God, yes. Okay, yeah. let me, um, I love just like how organic this conversation has been. I would like to ask you um, of the jobs that you've had, which one has fostered the most substantial change in you? Oh man, I guess, Ooh, I guess I learned the most, it, Cats was the hardest job I've ever had. Like, to, <laughs> much to my detriment, I would say it was unhealthy sometimes, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you know. Yes. Um, being, I think another layer that sucked, what, like I'm very thankful for it. I'm glad I like survived, but it really did feel like survival rather, rather than thriving, you know, I, I learned so much. I was shot out of a cannon with my Broadway debut. You know, at first I was just ensemble, not dance captain. I was just like Electra. And it was, I love, you know, I just got to focus on my one thing. And then I covered three people. So then I was like slowly layering. And then I became the dance captain. And what was so difficult was rehearsing all day, every day. Even, I didn't even get, like, you know how, I think our days off were like Wednesdays and then changed to Thursdays or something weird. I would get one day off, but then I'd have rehearsal the next morning. And whereas most people get like, you know, that morning afternoon off, I didn't even get that. I worked overtime, but it wasn't even like, it wasn't even worth it. It was so much on my little body and soul. Um, because, so I'd rehearse all day. I'd actually wake up to probably learn the track I was teaching that day, right. you know, cause I barely ever taught anyone that, I actually knew, like the tracks I knew. Wake up at like eight to learn it, go to downtown to teach it, have like a couple hours off before needing to get ready for the show to do my track. Cause I was in the, I was in it every day. That was hard. Being a swing and a dance captain, already hard enough, already hard enough, but it's so much better than being right. ensemble cover dance captain. But that being said, I learned a lot. I learned so much, um, but it was it was really challenging and sometimes not in a good way. Sometimes it, I don't think it was healthy. I was like a shell of a person for oh, a year and a half. I don't so think I, you yeah. realize a how long it takes to get into costume for cats, and then b when we're talking about going to rehearsals, for example, is as you said, it's like the prep. You can't. You don't just get to show up to rehearsal and be like, "Okay, let's let's take a look at what this is." It's like, the expectation is that you say, "Okay, it is one, two, three, four, like yeah. on and yeah. on and on." Um, yeah. So I I could have assumed that. It's funny because I think of we've all all of us at Arts Palette have actually been in Cats, and yeah. <laughs> every single person is saying that Cats was the most uh, impactful, created the most change, but also there's. Yeah. Uh, undercurrent of trauma a little bit trauma. Yeah. full trauma but it's yeah. a really really beautiful show um do you have a dream show just quickly Oof. can i be that person that says i've already lived my dream shows like i 
I know it's really gross, but <laughs> I know Cats wasn't one of my dream shows necessarily, but my dream was to be on Broadway. I never really had a dream show um, until Hamilton came out. <laughs> okay. So you lived Hello. your dream. So I lived my dream, my being on Broadway, check, I did that. And then I got to be in Hamilton. Hamilton became... Hamilton became my dream job when I was in Joseph, when I was like 23, when it was at the public, I got to see it at the public. And I was like, this is my dream show. So I, I lived two dreams. I take back laughing because you were in the front row being able to watch it play out and grow from the public to what it is now today. So, so I have, yeah, I don't, it's my next dream would be to choreograph a Broadway show. So I was going to take some time, but it is, that's my next. Well, other than that, I don't have a dream show anymore. Cool. Um, that's yeah. a good dream to have. I think that's good. I, be- I believe in you to do it. Final question, because Thanks. this conversation has been so lovely. Um, if you could share one piece of advice with a young performer based on what your experience has been, what would that piece of advice be? And I know that you shared many different things that I think are super helpful. Um, but if yeah. someone said, hey, Lily, I, what's, yeah. what's the best advice? Really, what always comes to mind first, and I'm going to really boil it down now. Stop, I'm going to stop rambling. Here are the really boiled down things. There oh. are two. There are two. The first is never be afraid to ask questions. No, there are three things. The second is, it's all about the tone. It's all about intention. And the third thing is, be a motherfucking human. Yeah, that's it. That's mm. what it is. That's, that's And you have to always sing through life. The key to success. Lily, I look forward to reading your book yeah. because I feel like it's going to be <laughs> funny as hell and it's going to be so insightful because your journey is so unique and I feel like atypical and what's cool is that we we have some mutual friends that knew you when you were younger and they speak so highly that you've been this person your entire life and um Lily and I actually met during this pandemic and we literally just hit it off and it was like we fell in love in a moment and Got some. I've never made like a faster, deeper friend. One hundred percent. I would. I would actually concur with that yeah. idea. Um, and our whole um, relationship is based on sweet green and uh, where it all began. Central Park and sweet green. Harvest I wasn't food. sure if you was gay, and I thought we could have been on a, a date, and I wasn't sure what was happening. So. <laughs> well, I think I think that we're both uh, better off now in february happy yes. happy and um yes okay well i thank you so much for this amazing conversation you were just yes. such a light and such a gift thank, thank you. you thank you for conversing with me absolutely dance with us thank you for sharing yes okay lily's class is contemporary musical theater jazz it happens on thursday from 5 to 6 15 <laughs> p.m eastern standard time thank you to lily frolic again for such a warm funny and insightful conversation lily teaches contemporary musical theater jazz every thursday from 5 to 6 15 p.m eastern 
She is a master at creating an inclusive environment that can pull anyone out of anything from a dark place into a brighter one. I highly recommend her class. Thank you. Until next time.